Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Hey, it's Christina. Hey, it's Jen. Hey, it's Kate. Real Real Estate estate Misfit Moms. So one of the biggest questions that we always get asked is, or sometimes we don't get asked and we have to educate people (laughs) on, I think maybe it's the second one, is because they don't realize it, is... Say I have a buyer um, and they don't realize a lot of the money that is comes with purchasing a house. Besides, like, they just think down – like, down oh, payment. I need this, my down payment. I yep. need my right. down payment. If, some, if I have a buyer, I usually will defer to you on explaining things like – because a lot of times I'm like, well, you have closing costs. Because a lot of times that comes into play with – veterans who are using their benefit for the first time they're like well it's zero percent down i'm like but you have closing costs right. like, but it's zero percent down i'm like those are two different things like let's let's get with your lender so can you talk a little bit to like what it costs for a buyer right well and another thing is is that's not a straight answer like i can't just say oh about five thousand um it depends where are you buying what type of loan are you doing um what county are you buying and all the things because Part of closing costs are also taxes. Um, and so I generally tell people 2 to 5% of the sales price. Mm-hmm. So if you're buying a house that's $350,000, it'd be 2 to 5% of that. And you're like, well, that's a big difference. Also true. Because if you buy in one neighborhood, the taxes may be $3,000 a year. Well, on the other side of town, there's maybe... $15,000 a year. And so it just completely depends. And that's why I also think it's a good idea that, you know, even as you're house shopping, um, and I always tell people this, shoot me a text, send me an email. Mm-hmm. Hey, I really like one, two, three, any street. Can you kind of give me a breakdown, an idea, something? Because if you started your search in a completely different neighborhood, in a completely different tax bracket, you know, it could be completely different. Yeah. And so you're coming to the table thinking, okay, so my total clash to close for this is going to be about Mm 15,000. Well, then as you've migrated, now you're somewhere else. And you also decided, "Eh, I think I'm going to go FHA instead of conventional or whatever. And like, so things like that matter. Uh, One of the things Kate said is, you know, on VA. So the veterans only allowed to pay a certain percentage in closing costs. Um, also another thing to take into account is, you know, are you wanting to ask seller to pay closing cost or percentage? Depends on what type of loan you're getting on how much they're even allowed to pay. And don't veterans have like a loan origination fee too? Like that they can't pay that the... Well, right. They're, so uh, the veterans is the one is that has the most rules about how much they can pay. Yeah. Yeah. And the different pieces of it. Right. And so you have to... You have to understand the full thing. The full thing. That sounded really educated. So, um, <laughs> you know, 
I always just tell people you have to keep in contact. And that's why it's always another good thing is, is, you know, there's nothing worse than you can probably say it from your end too. Like nothing worse for me than working with a realtor that is absent. Yes. And I'm sure for, for realtors, there's nothing worse than working with a lender that's absent because like we have to talk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have to be in complete communication. Yes. You know, foremost during the negotiation period. Mm -hmm. So like if I don't tell your realtor, Hey, they're going to need some seller paid and they just go and do whatever. And the buyer doesn't think to tell them because buyers sometimes don't know that they need it. They're like, Oh, my lender said I need this, but my, my realtor is going to know. We, we don't know. Right. Babe, we don't know. Like if you need 3%, if you need, you know, we don't know what you need. We got to know these things. Right. And in the rate buy-down conversations, like yes. almost, almost everybody's getting like all asking for rate right. buy-down. They're asking for close. It goes in as closing cost assistance because all that is cash to close. Yep. But veterans can't buy down their rates. Right. Most, I mean, they, so that's part of their non, that's part of their exclusion. So when they get approved for seven and a half percent, it can be bought down, but not by the veteran. The right. veteran can't bring that money to the table. Because it's going to make everything exceed their, and the truth of it is, is, um, in a lot of situations, there are points where the buyer can never mm-hmm. because the buy downs are kind of expensive right now. Um, you know, a lot of people have the misconception of, I want to buy my rate down 1%. So they assume that the cost bucks. is going to be a thousand dollars. I hear that a lot or 1% of the sales price. Nah, it doesn't work that way. You what too? is the variable for it? Uh, it depends on the market. Okay, but like I so like, it does. And like that's to be truth. honest, I don't know. Yeah, like maybe I should know, know, but I don't know. People don't. You have because no, that's not that, that's not really my job. Right. Like, and but you don't have any reason to know that. Buyers don't have any reason to know that unless they're in the middle of something like this. And does so, it depend on the person how much the rate buy down is? No, it, it well, their loan type really. So when it comes to anything interest rate driven, it's how's the bond market doing? Okay, and. The bond market is volatile, very volatile, and um, it's basically they want to know how much. So when the investor buys the loan at the end, I'm trying not to get too in depth. When they buy the loan in the end, that's how they make their money. Okay, is the interest rate. And so if I lock an interest rate at seven percent, and then by the time it gets to the investor, the bond market has taken a complete left turn, now they're all of a sudden not making as much. So because the market has been so volatile, the buy-downs and the difference between what the investor is going to make and what the buyer pays is a lot bigger now. That gap used to be smaller. Yeah. It's bigger now. Because the reason they keep that gap bigger is because they don't know if by the time that that loan hits their books, what the hell the market's going to be doing then. Yeah. You know, um, and so, you know, and that that also has a lot to do with why the you see a lot of uh, these um, spec builders, you know, where they kick out yeah. 42 houses in a month. Um, <laughs> they have these specials where their the interest rates like insanely low. Yeah, I just got a text yesterday yes. from a builder that said interest rate, blah, blah, blah. Because that builder has already bought spaces, I guess, is I'm trying to make it dumb it down. But yeah, spaces. For in the book? In that book. Oh, okay. I yeah. was curious. Um, I mean, and a lot of people predict that those builders are going to end up losing 
their asses. They normally do. Um, and, you know, end up going belly under and whatever. And, and I don't know, they may or may not, I don't want to even put it out there, whatever. But, um, you put it out there. I kind of did. Um, it's in the world now, you know, the I, I, of the podcast, <laughs> but I do think, and, and another thing I tell people all the time is like, I need you to be completely transparent with me. Mm-hmm. I, I can guarantee you, I am not going to remember your, your income, your social security number, what your credit score was. The only ones that I remember, cause I do remember some of them are the ones that are like insane stories. Mm-hmm. You know, like the guy that made $98,000 a month on average. And this what? was like 10 years ago. Like that's always been ingrained. Like, like things like that you remember. Yeah. Um, so if you are completely transparent with your lender and they fully understand everything, then it's going to be easier for me to decide what, help you decide some options. Yeah. Because... Mm-hmm. It, this is your finances. So, number one, it's not for me to tell you what to do. That sounded real country. Um, but how much is it going to cost? It's going to depend on so many different variables. Well, and I think the other thing that people don't realize is, so they think down payment. So yeah. I've got to have that money in the bank. Or I need to get it gifted. Right. Or I need to pull it from my 401k. Whatever. Yeah, I need that money. Then they learn about closing costs. But then Jen and I go show them they fall in love with in a house. And then they're like, what do you mean I need that money now? Because there's earnest money, which is your intent to buy. That's 1% of the purchase price on average. It's negotiable, but on average, that is your average. So if you're buying a $350,000 house, your earnest money is $3,500. And that is- I got really good at math because of the 1%. Yeah. I can run 1% anything now. Yeah. Watch out. Killing it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm terrible at math. You're going to be my kid's tutor. Um, no, <laughs> my daughter can be, not me. <laughs> so there's that. There is an option fee. There's option fee, which explaining option to buyers is like a whole nother <sighs> yeah. thing. Um, but we love to do it. So yeah, we love to do it. But here the, the option fee is typically it's a refundable if you close. Yes. Um, otherwise I, it's not refundable. I currently have been writing about 250. Yep. Um, then you've got your appraisal fee. Which is right now appraisals are high, in yes. my opinion. Like not in a bad way. Love you appraisers. Um, not in a bad way, but like they deserve to get paid. Yeah. And um appraisals are harder now because we went from the COVID craze where everything was overpriced and now things are coming down. Yeah. Um, and then you have inspections and your inspections include home, pest, if you've got a pool, pool, pool if you've got septic, a septic, septic, septic. Um, then if you need a professional to come out, yep. HVAC electrician and they're sometimes, all going to charge you yeah and sometimes you your your realtor will have like a little group of people that will come and check everything for free mm-hmm. but i actually use a hvac guy that charges so do i but do you know who pays for that me yeah I pay because for it. i want them to take care of my clients and make sure that my clients are learning what is up mm-hmm. so that's another cost but that's one cost you don't have to in- incur incur is that the word incur, incur? yeah you okay Yay. Well, um, so the, that's that you add all that together. Exactly. And I tell my clients, I'm like, hey, you need this within like the first three days. What? So I add it all up. I'm like, depending on the price of your house, you're looking at it like $5,000 depending minus the appraisal. Yeah. Because well, the appraisal, when's the appraisal fee due? So uh, most appraisers now are wanting that to be paid up front. Yeah. Which so they should. Because is, if you don't close, it sucks, if something but they happens. Should. Yeah. yeah. Now, Another thing that people don't realize. And they realize, want that it refunded. And you yes. can't. It's non-refundable. It's non-refundable. They've done their job. You've yep. them to do his job. It's done. So um, 
Option money and earnest money do come off your bottom line. If you pay the appraisal up front, that comes off your bottom line. Um, but like your septic inspections or roof inspections or home inspections, that has nothing to do with the loan. That's your buyer due diligence. Right. Yeah. That is you deciding, is this house okay? Is it going to work for me? Is it mm -hmm. usable? Yeah. And make sure that like the money that you're going to bring to the table isn't under your mattress. Mm -hmm. let's, let's get that in the bank. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, if you're selling feet picks, um, definitely just put that money in the bank. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, no, I don't care. No mattress money. Everything has to be traceable yep. funds. If you're going to get money from your mom and dad uh, or we Grandma Joe, you, you got to get a letter. We got to know where the money comes from. That goes mm -hmm. back to being fully transparent. Yep. I am completely okay if you are selling peat, feet picks, <laughs> peat picks, whatever peat I'm picks. <laughs> Feet. Do, do what you got to do, boo. Do yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, no judgment here. Be transparent with me. That way I can make sure that we are tracing it. It's mm -hmm. verifiable. Yeah. I You cannot just walk in to the closing with fat stacks. Well, and the other thing that buyers need to realize is sellers are not going to fix everything that comes back in those inspections. No. Right. So, so you're going to have some costs. You're going to have some costs. And it's, it's averaging for you. What is most important to you? What right. can we get the seller to agree on? And then realize you have also agreed that you're okay with the seller only doing A, B, and C, or only A, or right. only C. So all the other things that you wanted that you were okay because you still wanted the house, that's now your cause because now you are the homeowner. Yeah, right. and then- Now there's just, there's responsibility and home ownership and you can't always go back on the seller didn't want, the seller didn't have me do this, the seller didn't want this. Some of that is just- Welcome to home ownership. Like yeah. you didn't buy a brand new product and even brand new products still have, have deficiencies. Oh, yeah, yeah, still have Things deficiencies. Happen. I tell my clients all the time, even if your builder says, I'm going to hire a third party, you that get your third own party inspector. was hired by the builder. Right. They're getting paid by the builder. Right. Not saying they're not doing their job, but they're not necessarily Trek. Not working not for you. Trek licensed. Yeah. They're just, they're told by this company, these are the things to look for, and this is what gets called out. Yeah, because I ju we just did one of those, and um, my clients were like, okay, we're not going to hire another inspector. Like, we've done this. This was their third new build, and I was like, well, are you sure? They're like, yeah. I was like, okay. So we get there, and I'm a little bit of a socko when it comes to those things, and he's calling out stuff, and I'm like, oh, but, like, what about that up there? He's like, oh, that's cosmetic. I was like, I don't care when it on on your list because that's a crack. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I don't care where the crack came from. Like, what's up with the island? Like, why is the island not set? I can see all the way through the bottom of it from where it connects to the bay. Yes. We were two days from closing. I was like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. You know, because we, this was a quick close. It was a, a, a bust out house. My clients went under contract very quickly. Everything was fine. But I was like, this stuff all has to be fixed. Mm -hmm. My clients are not doing it. Um, there was damage in the flooring. And my client's like, I am not doing this. Like, so we had to notate all this. Mm. And so then it came to where they closed and they they were like, all these costs came up and they're like, we're not paying for any of this. And I was like, well, we got you got to pay for these pieces because, well, you didn't you didn't talk about it. You didn't ask for it. Mm. You didn't make it known. And if you would have asked, they would have said no or yes. But you still have to pay for that stuff. That's I, on you. I'm convinced that's why when they hire their own when the builder hires the inspector, whoever in the ether of the builder world hires them, they never let the real estate agent know. Like, we have to go find out. Like, we have to my, call their corporate yes. office. Our, mm -hmm. buy, our buyers have to tell us. I tell my buyers. Because they do not want the real estate agent oh, there. No. They don't want you for anything. So I tell my buyers, like, when they go under contract for a new build, I'm like, hey, 
they're not they're going to keep me out of the loop. Mm-hmm. They don't want me there. Um even though they're paying me, mm-hmm. they don't want me there. Mm-hmm. Um but I want to be there. You want me there. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, I do." And I'm like, "Cool. So when they text you, you need to text me." Yes. Like last week this just happened. There was a buyer meeting. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know about it. The construction updates you never get. No, and it was a con- the their very first construction meeting mm-hmm. and I did not get the information, so I missed it and I couldn't go. Yeah. I was like, they don't want you to I go. saw a group text from my clients. I'm on my way. I'm almost there. I'm like, where? Where are we going? Mm-hmm. Which also <laughs> is a problem if you're using the builder's lender. Yes. So that everybody is owned by the builder. The mm-hmm. lender, the inspector. The title everybody, company. The title company. Yes. And so you as a buyer literally have nobody that is your person. Mm-hmm. Except for me and Kate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but you still have to, they have to still you have to fight for communicate it. it for yeah. Them. Another thing I want to bring up as far as cost is I see a lot of people say zero down, no down payment, um, whatever, grants, down payment assistance, anything, anything that's like that. Even if you're doing a USDA, which is 0% down, even if you're doing the 1% conventional, I don't care what program you are doing, you will never, ever, 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 ever walk in not spending one dollar you're still going to have to so let's say you're doing a down payment or a usda or a grant or something okay and let's say you do twenty five hundred dollars in earnest money Mm -hmm. you're number one you still have to have that number two it's going to come off the bottom line number three if the assistance of any type you are getting is more and you've put in you can get those things back yeah because you see realtors yes post Look, my client's walking away with $1,500 today. They put that down. That's their money. That's their money. They they already had that. It wasn't given back to them. Nobody gave them money. Nobody's paying for that. They got a refund. Right. I I I mean, at the end of the day. They also always, a lot, not always, a lot of them will say, my client's got a rebate. I'm like, oop. I don't like that word. No. no. That's an, uh, don't say rebate. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. That better have been disclosed in the front end, and I guarantee you it wasn't. And that's the things is that the normal person doesn't know. Mm-hmm. A lot of those words are used as bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they're they shiny objects Ask that they're throwing out. Ask for a fee up. sheet. Yes. If your lender will not give you a fee sheet or yes. give you multiple fee sheets or be able to show you this is the difference between this fee sheet and that fee sheet or even if you're shopping lenders – Give the other lender the other fee sheet so they can compare apples to apples. Yes, yes. Because you may be going with one lender, ABC, and they're like, here it all is, and it looks so great, but it's an internet lender. And then you're like, oh, Christina, I want you to see this, but I don't want to show you. Well, guess what? That's always going to look better because you didn't read the fine print at the bottom. Right. Or they don't know the state laws. Yes. And it's just, it's a big mess. So, like, know what you're looking at. Compare them. And fees for lenders can be moved around and hidden in other fees. Yes. And so that's what a lot of people don't realize. Like, oh, this person's origination fee is so much lower. I'm like, but that fee's probably hidden somewhere else. Yes. Well, and the truth of it is, is what the hell are you going to do if the moving truck's packed Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden there's another $5,000, you've sold your house or you've already got it rented or whatever, and you're two weeks, a week from closing, what the hell are you going to do? And they know that. Mm-hmm. You're stuck like Chuck, buddy. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to pay it. And another thing is, you know, like when I do my fee sheets, I do my damnedest to give you the worst possible case. Mm-hmm. I give you, if nobody's going to help you with a dead gum thing, 
Like even down to your employer charges $50 for an employment verification fee. Yeah. Because if I come back to you at the end and say, okay, so here was your beginning number. Your bottom number is $5,000 less. That's great news. You look like a hero. Right. But nobody wants anybody to come back at the end and say it's $500 more. Yeah. yeah. Or even $5,000 well, more. Yeah. A, a fee got missed or. And so. And who's fixing that? And here's the other thing. So you'll get a fee sheet and there's a lot of, confuses a lot of buyers. Yes. Fee sheets are very conservative for the lenders that I work with. Yes. Very conservative. And I do that on purpose. So my buyers are pretty prepared. Then they get their disclosure package because we go under contract and they get a loan estimate. Yes. Those are notoriously absurdly wrong. Like, yes. And they're like, this is not what Christina disclosed or this is not right. what Bob Smith told me and blah, blah, blah. And they freak out. And I'm like, hey, they're always wrong. I freaked out when I'm buying a house because let me just yep. tell you, when I buy my own houses, I completely take off my realtor hat and I'm a complete like dipshit and i can't remember anything <laughs> yes and i'm like i like call in a panic i'm like oh you told me it was gonna be five thousand dollars you closing right. and it's 15 yeah and they're like that's your loan estimate why are you looking at that you know better and i'm like i don't right. like it's my own money i'm like, stupid today like, <laughs> also but you should be able to call and ask those questions yes like if you pick up instead the phone, of getting mad Yes. Ask first. If you pick up the phone and you call your uh, lender. Uh, Jen. What? And they can't. <laughs> I had the right. I had the right yesterday. Okay. Come on. <laughs> you're lucky they didn't. They, they didn't. You're lucky they didn't answer. Okay. And then my husband got involved and it was a three-way phone call so I could be talking to That was different and that was taxes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, and if, you, and if you make that phone call and you can't speak to the other person on the other line, I don't care if it is Saturday. Like, or 7 o'clock at night or whatever it might be. Like, you need to be able to have those conversations with somebody. Um, but don't call at 4 in the morning. We're, no. we're not answering. This is what I always tell people. <laughs> Boundaries. I will, I will yeah. always answer when I can. Mm -hmm. Within a reasonable time. Within reason. Right. If I, like, and I don't know. It's hard to, it, some people will abuse it. And so yes. you have to be careful. Mm -hmm. You're always going to have that. Um but if it's 6.30 at night and I'm standing over the stove stirring something that I may or may not know what really it is in there, um, I'm going to probably just answer. It's going to be yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fine. I so you might hear my dogs barking. You might hear my kids screaming. Yes. You might hear all the things. But, like, you're going to try to answer. Yeah. yeah. Like, try and answer because we know that's when you're off work. Yeah. Right. Like, and, like, the 4 a.m. thing, like, if you had to call at 7, 6 or 7 and because you're a shift worker, like, that's different, too. Like, if we yes. had to schedule a time, I would probably yeah. talk to you at 4 a.m. if you had a shift, a swing shift, and that's something yeah. you needed. I mean, I've talked to people who are overseas, but I, they've literally said, I'm going to have the sat phone at this time. Yes. It's going to be this right. time for you. I will then make the time for that, even if it is 2 a.m., because that is the time I am able yes. to talk to you. Yep. Right. And, and that's, that's the difference. That's the difference, is having a scheduled time to do it and speak about it, and then instead of just making the phone call. Yes. I might think you're drunk dialing me at 4 a.m. I don't yes. know. Yes. And I've had clients that have done that. And so. I'm like, we're not that friendly. We're, we are not that friendly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not coming to get you. Right. No. Call somebody else. Hell no. It's yeah. called an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> not Kate. Yeah. I've called Kate for an Uber before. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I, I don't know. I just feel like it should be okay for you to ask questions. Yeah. Yes. No question is stupid. Not when you're spending hundreds of thousands exactly. of dollars. Yeah. Right. And here's the also. The, the biggest investment. Right. Maybe I, maybe somebody else can say it better than I can. Or, you know, sometimes, you, I don't know, people understand things differently. Yeah. 
And so I don't think anything of you if I have to dumb it down. Well, and, and that's fine. And it's also like, you know, like my husband and I don't speak the same financial language. Like sometimes, like every time we talk about the budget, it always What's like, a budget? <laughs> we like my blood starts to like boil because I'm like, Do I you use know. a budget or does he use a budget? I use the budget. Oh, yeah, they're good. Um, But what? I like the conversation is always hard. Right. Like the yes. conversation is never is never easy. So initially when you're talking to husbands and wives, they're going to talk differently. And so right. normally like in the transaction, like the lender's talking to one person. Yes. Like it's not necessarily both. And so when the other one gets involved, then it gets confusing and things get twisted. Yes. So I've often done like three-way conversations with like yes. the lender, the buyer. And I'm like – and so when I can tell that they're confused, I'll say – I'll rephrase it for right. the lender in a questioning way. Not yep. questioning her, but in a question. So I'll say something like – uh, let me just make sure that I understand what you're right. saying. Is this yes. how you're saying it's going to break down? And so the buyer hears it from me, right. who they see day in and day out when we're showing, when we're doing contracts. We're and you're talking. speaking their language. Right. And so, because it is easy with numbers to be really confusing. And yes. it's overwhelming. Yeah. It's scary. It doesn't matter if it's your first house or your 17th house. Like, it's a lot to juggle and it's a lot of when you're mm -hmm. doing a loan it's a lot to understand and it's not something you're going to do every day you're not buying groceries on HEB's like my right. HEB app you know you're yes. not doing that where it's calculating costs for you you're calculating costs that you're borrowing a large chunk of money from yeah. somebody else there's red tape involved right. and there's just a lot that goes into it and so I would rather you ask a thousand questions yes. because what I don't want is in, you know, and it always happens. It's always post-negotiation when we're getting that closer to that closing time. The buyer's like, well, the lender's telling me something different. The lender's telling me something different. Now it's this much more money. Now they need this doc. Now yeah. they need that doc. And it's like, okay, but that is part of the process. Yeah, they are normal. going to re, they're going to make sure you still have the money. Yeah. They're going to make sure you're still employed. They're going to make sure that you're not delinquent on anything because they They're going to make sure to. you didn't use your social anywhere to buy anything new. Right. Like a couch or a car or open a new credit card. Right. Don't yeah. like, don't your, do those your things. Your socials don't exist when you're purchasing a home. Whether it takes you three or six months, like, or one month, like, don't, don't do it because that changes your debt to income, which affects everything. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's just... I would rather you ask the question. Totally. I would rather you have that open conversation. And I would rather you just tell the lender straight out like, hey. I don't understand. I don't understand. Or I'm yep. really pissed yep. because I don't understand. And I understood it to be this amount of money. And now it's this amount of money. Right. What changed? What changed? I need you to tell me dollars and cents to the penny what changed. Yep. And lenders 99% of the time totally fine doing that. Mm -hmm. They're not offended because it's right. not. So it could be something that came up in a previous conversation. It could be something that has, like, maybe you did go buy that couch and you shouldn't have done that. And yeah. that did change your debt to income. So or maybe. Change the back end. Maybe there was an error on the lender's yes. side, which mm -hmm. at the end of the day happens. All the time. We're not perfect. None of us are. And you just have to admit fault and be like, okay, sorry, let's, I'm glad you pointed that out. Let me see what I can do to fix mm -hmm. this. Because there is going to be issues sometimes. You right. know, and you, if you don't, bring it up they're not going to be taken care of right and, yeah, and, and you just got to eat it yeah the truth of it is is like you said we're all human we all make mistakes and things always happen so as you go through the loan process 
you know, fees are updated. Um, and so let's say that I said the appraiser was going to charge six fifty. Well, really, really, he charged seven fifty. Yep. Mm-hmm. So then that change happened. Or let's say it's during tax time and they just put out new property taxes. And, oh, hell, your taxes went up $1,000 a year. Yeah. I would have never known that. Insurance rates went crazy. Oh, my gosh. I used to, you know, pretty much for the most char- part on my estimates do like 1500 to 2000 Now, yeah, I do like, like 2000 to 2500 if you're like buying under three fifty. <laughs> yeah. You know. But other than that, like they're just... Things change. Yep. Things change that I can't, ch- I would never know. That are out of your control. Exactly. And the truth of it is, is like Jen said, sometimes people screw up. I had one a couple months back that all of a sudden at the very end, and I didn't even notice it because it had already passed me. It was already closing. At the very end, all of a sudden, uh, they had put the taxes at like three times as much as they, what they were. Make a long story short, basically, when they were in the very end of balancing the closing disclosure, the title company mixed up their addresses <gasps> and had a completely wrong property's address taxes put in on the oh, no. final. Oh, my Thank gosh. Thank God my buyers looked. Like, they looked, and she called me. It was like 8 o'clock at night, and she was like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. Well, I knew that client, and I knew that like if she's calling me at 8 o'clock, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah. Well, it happened to be she got the final closing disclosure, and she's like, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. I need you to be okay with calling me and saying those things. Yeah. Because the truth of it is, is would it have been caught? Yes. But could it have delayed your closing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because you got to go rebalance. You got to right. do a new a new closing disclosure. You got to rebalance. You right. And if costs go up, trade starts over. Trade is the timeline that we are required to give the mm-hmm. closing disclosure to a buyer. Buyer has three days. Yep. For to review a closing disclosure, right? And so, if costs go up, you have to start that timeline all exactly. over again. So that pushes back your closing three days, yep. right? And so, then all your prorated rates also then change. Like yes, everything three, recalculates, yeah. and like, your your property taxes are going to change. If you're looking to buy a house in July, and or say Jan- like February, and you want to buy a house in February, but then you like put it off, put it off, and you don't end up closing until July. Well, guess what? Taxes are from January 1 to July. So now that payment has changed because it's less. Yes. There's less taxes. So that payment's going to be different. But if it's vice versa, you know, you're still, that's way more. If you right. were looking in like December of last year, taxes are paid in full by the seller. But what is that? Like right. only, a, only a month worth of taxes because right. they pay them in like per day. So it's January 1 to the day of closing. Right. And so that's also, well, you know, a seller's expense. They pay that. It's a credit to them mm-hmm. in right. the beginning seller of the year. Seller pays for it when, they, when, when they're living in the property. Yeah. Till the day of owners. closing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the point of it is, is like if that person did not call me, I literally was able to, the minute the title company opened the next morning, get on the phone and say, hey, hey, what happened? I, of course, didn't know at that point what had really happened, but yeah, I was able to get on it and get it fixed and move on. It's completely okay to make those phone calls. Mm-hmm. If you don't ask, I might have not ever seen it, or I might have not seen it until it was too late and now our closing has to be pushed back two days or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you should always feel like you can communicate with your lender because the truth of it is, is like, it's important. Yeah. You're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes. On a home. hmm And you don't want to walk away going, well, I can't, I don't feel comfortable with this payment. You know, 
because in the volatile rate market we are in now, there also are ways to buy your interest rate down. And, you know, sometimes if you raise the sales price by $10,000, show the seller paying down your, your interest rate, that's going to save you tons more monthly than it would be if you told them to come down $10,000 on the sales price. Mm-hmm. Like, so you need to have those conversations. Educate. Look at all your options. Just because Joe Betsy down the street told you that this is what she did <laughs> and it was great for her, that ain't got jack to do with you and your pocketbook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your interest rate and her interest rate aren't the same. No. And <laughs> because change. your money and their money isn't the same. Yeah. Right. I don't it just know. makes a big difference. I don't know what was her credit score. I don't know, you know, what does she do for a living, and so maybe she's qualifying for Like, there's so many moving parts. Yeah. Yes. So many moving parts. Um, I had a guy call me the, last week, and he was like, well, my buddy bought a house over here, and blah, 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 and his payment's about this, blah, blah, blah. So I asked, started asking him all these questions. Well, he has no idea. All that's, he knows. It's just his buddy. All he knows is his buddy bought a house that's about this sales price, and this is what his payment is. He doesn't know what his taxes are. He, he knows nothing. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, because it's not his right to know those things either. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and finally, I had to finally tell him, like, if you can get a copy of his closing disclosure, I'd be happy to... Like, because I... Do, Did he? No. Oh. No, he, of course not. I was like, no. oh, my God. I mean, would you call your buddy? No, but that guy seemed like he might. Yeah, well, he... He seemed like a nosy posy. He was really wanting to know why. I mean, and so... After I gave him 25 different scenarios of what it could maybe sort of be. Yeah. He got tired of it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's the thing is communicate. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. Sometimes I'm wrong. And sometimes. Sometimes, And things, some of the costs are negotiable. Yes. Some of them. That doesn't mean that the seller is going to do it. Yeah. But some of the costs are negotiable. Because sellers have their own set of closing costs. They have their own set of costs. That they have associated with putting the house on the market. Yeah. And to close the loan with you, like yeah. essentially. Because, you know, in our current market, um, we've negotiated to where the sellers will pay our commission. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we negotiate that with them. And then so that's a cost the seller has. They have the expense of getting their house ready, mm-hmm. which some could be people would be like, well, I don't want to spend any money to get it ready. Well, okay. Do you want it to look nice? Could you get it cleaned? You know, so there's like little expenses too, but then like the sellers also, they have their own sets of closing costs with the title company. Yes, buyers have theirs and you have yours. You have an escrow fee. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some title companies locally that group it all together to where it's a lump sum fee now. Um, and that takes care of your tax certificate, your deed. Because um, those are those are itty bitty costs on the disclosure that they're like, well, why do I have to pay the dollar yeah. fifty cents courier fee or yeah. whatever it is? And why you know? is the tax certificate for forty one dollars and sixty five cents? Because we needed to make sure you paid your taxes. Yeah, it's required. Um, you know, and then the deed fee, deed prep fee, that's anywhere from ninety five dollars to one hundred and twenty, depending on what attorney is being used. Mm-hmm. Um, How much would you say that a seller needs? Like, is 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 yours more like mine, where you can't say, oh, two thousand no. dollars? It depends on the house. Depends on the house. Depends on the house, and it depends. I mean. On what they do. So, like, yeah, and that's all inclusive of, you know, if you've got a house, my, my, like, photo prep for people is four pages long. Um, it's a checklist. I tell people, you don't have to do everything, but if you want your house to look like HGTV quality, yeah, this is what you need to do. And so a lot of it is getting it professionally cleaned, 
Uh, a you lot would be of, surprised how many people don't do that and how yes. many buyers comment Notice on that. It. They're like, look how disgusting the shower the f- is. Well, and the fans are the big ones. Yeah, and the, the cake floors. Do- we have our fans going all the time. Or right? your um, baseboards. The baseboards. Like, you ain't never cleaned your baseboard. Or you they're can- beat up because you've got kids. Kid. I've got kids. I've got kids. Dogs. Like, the, I mean, they get beat up. The paint around the light switch in the bathroom because your hand, your kids don't dry their hands, so they're wet when you touch it, and it's like, yep, it's flat paint, so it's yeah. like brown now. Yep, it's disgusting. Yeah, I love mean, it. Slime marks on the wall. Deep, yeah, deep cleaning, <laughs> carpet cleaning, power washing, remulching, new flower beds, yeah. trimming stuff, uh, fixing wood rot, fixing wood rot, uh, fixing chipped paint. Uh, put new blinds in. If you've got damaged blinds, put some new blinds in. Yeah, damaged blinds. Uh, putting up like if your curtains like have are discolored or if they're like, and don't get me wrong, decorate your kids' rooms the way that they want. But when it comes to selling, like take the hot pink or the fuchsia or the the Minecraft dinosaurs. Like, dinosaurs. Take those things off the wall. Take them off your curtains. Get get neutral colored curtains like Mm -hmm. you do have to do some things to make it present well because it's not when someone's seeing it in person it might be like this is a kid's room and they'll see that in a picture but your pictures are your first showing and those bright colors those things that not everybody's going to use are where a buyer's eye goes to and that's all they can focus on because it's all I can focus on think about when you look at something and you're like ugh, like that's too much like a dark blue wall with glitter in it may you may love it because you love the night sky and whatever it reminds you of that but <laughs> it doesn't look good in photos and Not it doesn't look good in person and the first thing the buyer's thinking is oh, i have to paint that yeah how what? am i gonna get how am i gonna get rid of what that? a cost that i have to spend every, already every time a buyer walks into a house and i tell sellers this every time a buyer walks into your house and they see something they don't like it is an automatic five to ten thousand dollar deduction from what they want to offer you mm-hmm. i said it could be one scuff one mm-hmm. scuff that is that that is their thought because they, think they need a whole new floor right it's not it's not right it is an inconvenience yes. to them yes right. so to them in their brains it's typically five to thousand five to ten thousand dollars off the asking price so mm. if you want your house to sell for top dollar it has to feel top dollar yes if you want to sell if you want your house and you're like on the cusp of wanting to sell on that higher end of your comp range, great. Let's make it if you gotta sell if you wanna sell for three seventy five, it needs to feel like a four hundred thousand dollar house. Yes. If you can't get that to that level, then you need to adjust in your pricing and you need to adjust in how you're thinking. And a lot of sellers don't like what I have to say to them beginning because they just think, Oh, you'll just take some pictures, we'll put put a right. sign in the yard, it'll be great. No, no. no friend. No, I didn't. We did not just spend six hours yesterday yeah. yes. staging a property for it to. And these sellers are outstanding. Yes, yes. they were very, they very spent great. Twenty five thousand dollars getting this, and it is a luxury home. They spent twenty five thousand dollars to get this house ready for market. Yeah. If that tells you anything, yes, like that's they have done a lot of work, but you have to put in the work. To make it yes. make sense. Like, I live in a spec-build home. I know I live in a spec-build home. I did it. We did it strategically for a reason. One, it fits our family's needs. It has a playroom. I needed two living spaces. Yeah. The other reason is, is because they typically retain value. Mm-hmm. Typically. And But I also know when we go to resale, I'm going to have to – my house has to stand out because my floor plan is likely to be for sale – 
six other corner. times. Yep. yep. So they're going to go from my house to Bob's house to Sally's house, and they're going to see which one they liked the best. So the things that I'm doing in my house are purely because marketability, not right. ROI, marketability yep. will make my house stand out from somebody else's. And that's the biggest difference, too, is knowing the difference between marketability and ROI. Because everybody thinks that, oh, I'm going to paint my bathroom in my kitchen and I'm automatically going to get $5,000 more. Yeah. No, you needed to do that anyways. So, well, sorry. And what I also tell people is the things that bring the most money everyone knows is bathrooms and kitchens. Here's how an appraiser looks at your house. And I love you appraisers. I take a lot of classes from you guys, but they've learned this from you guys too. People are like, well, I bought brand new windows. It, it increases the energy efficiency. Great. Did your house have windows before? It did. I just put a brand new roof. Great. Did it have a roof before? It did. Okay, great. Those don't bring any value to your house. Mm -hmm. If you do an upgrade, they're going to give you one-third of that value on average. So you put new floors in and you went from luxury vinyl plank to wood, great. It cost you $40,000 to put that in. You can go ahead and just take a third of that and just hope that you get it. Yeah. yeah. Pools, not a guaranteed increase in cost. They say lot, that it's like only like $10,000 you get towards your pool. Yeah. The And if there's no comps, it's the cost to fill it in with dirt on, on most cases. So yes. Like two grand? Maybe. Yeah. So that ain't good. That's not good for anybody. No, especially because they got those second liens with their pool. Yeah, and it's like $60,000. Yes. Well, and I'm just like, my thing is, is if it, if you're the only person in your neighborhood that put in a pool, they're not going to give you any, they're not going to give you anything for it. Yeah. It has to be something that is in the area. If you look on Google Earth and you can't see any other pools in your general area. Yep. Might as well open that gonna, up for a community appraiser's pool. Appraiser's just going to be like, <laughs> see ya. Like, right. doesn't matter. Don't even get me started on solar panels, but that's a whole other thing. People yeah. think they add a ton of value. There's not enough data in our area to prove it. I have gotten an appraiser to give me more value. Originally he gave me four hundred thousand. I got him up to seven. No, he gave me four hundred thousand. He gave me four hundred dollars for the solar panels. I got him up to seven thousand dollars. But I did a ridiculous amount of research on the back end. But they were paid off. They were paid off. That's which the is difference. A big thing. They were paid off, and they had the appropriate battery backup so yep. if our grid went down the house would fully operate on its own yeah most people do not realize when they buy solar panels if the power to actually go off your power you your power. battery has to convert uh -huh. a lot of people don't even have that battery to convert it no. and it has to convert and has to be able to run all major systems in your house that is not there's not enough solar panels a lot of times on these houses that are getting them to fully operate their entire house, and they yeah. don't realize that. I, I feel like people aren't educated at all about the solar panels, and I feel like that could probably be a whole day. It could be, and I really don't want to get into it because I, I hate, hate them solar also. Panels. Yes, not a fan. Because if they're not paid off, then the other thing that goes in, and it's such a bad negotiation. Say the buyer doesn't want it. You don't. Ha the buyer does not have to assume that loan. No. Nope. Say the buyer doesn't want it, and you, the seller has to then take them off. But because of the brackets, they then have to get a new roof. Yep. Because the Ugh. brackets are drilled straight into the decking. So you're Nightmare. like. Yeah. Yeah. And, Nightmare. And, you know, you have to. A lot of people, we learned this from Crystal, is a lot of people don't even get the extra rider on their insurance form. Yeah. So yeah, like I when didn't that, know that. When China Spring got that big old, like, hailstorm hail storm that broke everything in the vicinity. Yes. 
most of those people, their solar panels were not being covered. Right. Which was crazy. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, solar panels. That's a yeah, insurance thing. could be a whole other conversation, too. But yeah, it's. You're so, not going to buy or sell for free. No. You're just, it, you're not. No. No, you're I have not. I have luxury buyers and I have like Joe Schmo buyers that are just like me that when I get into the market, it's going to be, I'm going to be doing the same thing. I'm going to be getting that deep clean. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be getting the carpets yep. done. I'm going to be power washing my house. I'm going to be doing the same things that you're doing because that's what you do to get your house ready. I have a lot of investors, and I still make all, most of my yeah. investors do that if they haven't already. I have one that's very, very good at it. We just sold one in East Waco. You walked into it, and it was beautiful. Spotless. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't need me to do tell him to do anything. That's I saw nice. a couple things. I was like, hey, I don't like that. I would like you to fix it. No problem. will be done tomorrow. Okay, thanks. You know, so, but that costs money, and that's money out of his pocket. He's like, I'm like, you're not getting a return on those things. Yeah. You know, he... He's flipping a house right now, and he's like, I'm going to put new windows in. And I'm like, okay, why? He's like, because I cut, I got rid of this window over here, and I got rid of this window over here, and it needs new windows. I'm like, cool. I can't give you a lot of value for those. Like, yeah, they're brand new, and you added some new windows, and now your they mother-in-law nice house has a, a window. But, like, high five. There's a window. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's hard for them to realize, too, because that's a huge hit on their budget right. for their reno. And they filled in a sunken living room with concrete when they mm-hmm. did foundation work. So now it's not a sunken living room anymore, which is cool. That's a huge cost. That was like $20,000 for their foundation and the fill-in of the sunken living room. But it doesn't necessarily take away from pricing if it does have a sunken living room. Yeah, so. exactly. They just didn't like it because yeah. it was like the neighborhood. But that house also is one that's going to be, when it's listed, like – I can't use comps for it. Right. Because it's so big. It's mm-hmm. too big for that neighborhood. So you got to so look. so many things. Yeah. And so for the cost of sellers, like for them, like they've got it. They got a budget sheet, you know, a spreadsheet I send to my investors. Like here's here's what the it looks like. Here's what we're quoting. Here's what your actual so you can see what you're profiting. But like even non-investors, still a lot of money you got to put out. Mm-hmm. Like when I sold my house, I sold mine in 2020 during COVID. And I spent a lot of money getting my house ready. Like scrubbing, I like painted a little bit. Like I didn't do a lot because my house was on the lower scale and it was COVID. So things were flying off the market. Now I have clients that I'm like, okay, we need to do all these things. You need to do all of the things. You You don't just get to do half of the things anymore. Do all of the things and you'll see a better return return on it. But are you going to see the value of the the money in the return? No, you're going to see the value. Like you're going to see the the people coming in the door, the marketability, like Kate said, like, but the costs for sellers just vary so much. Mm -hmm. Depends on what title company you use. Depends on who's paying commission. Mm -hmm. You know, how much commission is being paid, not who's paying it. But I guess, yeah, who's paying it? Because there could be a world where it does flip to where it is a buyer cost and a sell, you know, it's paid by both parties, you know, and then you've got your repairs. Those you got to take into account the repairs that are asked for the unknowns that you don't know about, right. you know, say well, you've got a septic. That, and, and even in that not world, we still have in, in Texas, at least if anyone's listening outside the state, I can't comment on this, but in the buyer's representation agreement, we put in there yeah. that it's up to three, like up to three, six. There's a section in the buyer's rep that says that if, that the buyer can be responsible for our commission and we can put a, a percentage in there. Yeah. And so say the MLS is saying that they're only going to pay me 2%, I can go back and tell the lender, you need to put 1% commission in there. Yep. Um, veterans, it doesn't apply because veterans can't play, pay commission. But in general, I could go back and say, hey, you need to pay me the remainder of my commission. So, I mean, 
buyers need to be aware of when they're signing a buyer's rep. If your real estate agent is not going through all of the ins and outs of that and making you understand what's in there, there's a part in there where you're responsible. You could be responsible for commission. And I will say I've never worked with an agent that if they're getting two and a half percent is required that other half a percent. I've never done it either. I've never, and I've never talked to an agent that has. Mm. I have talked to some um, bigger city agents where they're only offering 1%, and it's usually a builder, is offering 1% to the buyer's agent, and they do require an additional percent or 2% from their buyer. Um, Interesting. For the work that they put in. And so I, you know, just know that, know that, I mean, that world could be coming in general, but it's going to be very interesting when that goes to Supreme Court. But um, I think in general, it's just really interesting that a lot of people don't know that. And that yeah. I can't speak for every state, but right. I do know that that is in, that that is, is yeah. in Texas. I Which do. is why I also tell people, like, do not call a lender, realtor, or anybody the last minute. Um, if you're thinking about selling or buying in the next six months to even a year, Mm-hmm. Maybe you won't have full in-depth conversations, but you can start having those little conversations Mm -hmm. because maybe you do need to repaint your whole house and maybe it is going to cost a pretty chunk. And so wouldn't it be nice to know that? Yeah. So you can be working on those things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't ever think it's a bad idea. I don't, I never tell anybody you're calling me too soon. Yeah. No. Never. I'm, I'm a game planner. Like you want to call me a year out? Cool. Yes. I do know that. Six months from now, something could change. Yeah. Because life changes, you yeah. know, but I'm not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. And, well, and, and I mean, if people, if sellers call me like, I, you know, I just had a seller, we were sitting at a coffee shop. Jen and I were sitting at a coffee shop and they're like, we're not going to be able to leave. Like, we're not moving until June. I'm like, cool. Let me send you my photo ready checklist and like, let's get started on some yeah. of this. Yeah. Stuff. And like get, especially as sellers, like if you've done any re, like reno work, like get all your receipts together. Like I need to make an appraisal packet. Like yeah. let's get all your receipts together. Let's see right. what it costs. It's so let's much make, easier. Like just being prepared is the name of the game. Yes. Yep. And with every bit of it. And it's, if you're not prepared and you don't have a game plan, then, and you have failed to prepare, you're going to be so disappointed and the process isn't going to feel good. Yeah. Right. And you need the process to feel good because it's going to, it will tarnish you for the rest of your home buying and selling yeah. process if that's not the case. Right. Yeah. And then I always, I always tell everyone knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. So like, if you know something is wrong, fix it. Right. Like, and that uh, goes back to being transparent. Yeah. It's, it's Talk a transparent about world. these things. Yeah. Yeah. If you are getting it, if you just got a new job and you know that you're going to, like, I have a client that Christina's working with right now that literally they're waiting on his new pay um, schedule to go into effect to see what they could qualify right. for. You know, because he is on an odd pay schedule. He does have extra things. And so it's one of those we're just working through it. Right. And to make okay. it make sense. And at the end of the day, it might not make sense. Right. And they're perfectly happy in their home. Would they like a bigger home? Yeah, who doesn't? But they're okay. They just, he's like, I want to know. And we started this process, what, last year? Yeah, and that's fine. Some people talk about it for three years, and yeah. mm-hmm. that's fine. It's the biggest investment of your life. Why would you not talk about right. it early? I mean, yeah. while you might have an 800 credit score, maybe there's something in your income <laughs> that we need to get fixed. Or we, like, There's so many moving yeah. parts, Yeah, buying and selling, and you need to be able to talk to the person that is your person. Yeah, yeah. and you need to figure out who's money, honey. Yeah. yeah, how much? If you have any questions, are we done? I should have, sorry, you'll have to cut that. <laughs> if you have any questions about costs 
um, and you want some answers, you can always reach out to us via email, um, realestatemisfitmoms at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you and answer any questions we can. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Typically. And, but I also know when we go to resale, I'm going to have to, my house has to stand out because my floor plan is likely to be for sale six other times. Yep. Yep. So they're going to go from my house to Bob's house to Sally's house, and they're going to see which one they liked the best. So the things that I'm doing in my house are purely because marketability, not ROI, marketability. Yep will make my house stand out from somebody else's. And that's the biggest difference too, is knowing the difference between marketability and ROI. Because everybody thinks that, oh, I'm going to paint my bathroom in my kitchen and I'm automatically going to get $5,000 more. No, you needed to do that anyways. So, sorry. And what I also tell people is, the things that bring the most money everyone knows is bathrooms and kitchens. Here's how an appraiser looks at your house. And I love you appraisers. I take a lot of classes from you guys, but they've learned this from you guys too. People are like, well, I bought brand new windows. It, it increases the energy efficiency. Great. Did your house have windows before? It did. I just put a brand new roof. Great. Did it have a roof before? It did. Okay, great. Those don't bring any value to your house. Mm-hmm. If you do an upgrade, they're going to give you one third of that value on average. So you put new floors in and you went from luxury vinyl plank to wood. Great. It costs you $40,000 to put that in. You can go ahead and just take a third of that and just hope that you get it. Yeah. yeah. Pools, not a guaranteed increase in cost. They say lot- that it's like only like $10,000 you get towards your pool. Yeah. The co- and if there's no comps, it's the cost to fill it in with dirt on, on most cases. So yes. Like two grand? Maybe. Yeah. So that ain't good. That's not good for anybody. No, it's, especially because they got those second liens with their pool. Yeah, and it's like and sixty thousand yes. dollars. Well, and I'm just like, my thing is, is if it if you're the only person in your neighborhood that put in a pool, they're not going to give you any. They're not going to give you anything for it. Yeah. It has to be something that is in the area. If you look on Google Earth and you can't see any other pools in your general area, yep, might as well open that gonna, up for a community. Appraiser's pool. just going to be like, <laughs> see ya. Like, right. doesn't matter. Don't even get me started on solar panels, but that's a whole other thing. People yeah. think they add a ton of value. There's not enough data in our area to prove it. I have gotten an appraiser to give me more value. Originally he gave me four hundred thousand. I got him up to seven. No, he gave me four hundred thousand. He gave me four hundred dollars for the solar panels. I got him up to seven thousand dollars. But I did a ridiculous amount of research on the back end. But they were paid off. They were paid off. That's which the is difference. A big thing. They were paid off, and they had the appropriate battery backup so if our grid went down the house would fully operate on its own yeah most people do not realize when they buy solar panels if the power to actually go off your power your battery has to convert Uh a lot of people don't even have that battery to convert it and it has to convert and has to be able to run all major systems in your house that is not there's not enough solar panels a lot of times on these houses that are getting them to fully operate their entire house. And they yeah. don't realize that. I, I feel like people aren't educated at all about the solar panels. And I feel like that could probably be a whole day. It could be. And I really don't want to get into it because I, I hate, hate them also. Yes, not a fan. Because if they're not paid off, then the other thing that goes in, and it's such a bad negotiation, say the buyer doesn't want it. You don't ha- The buyer does not have to assume that loan. No. Nope. Say the buyer doesn't want it. And you, the seller has to then take them off. But because of the brackets, they then have to get a new roof. Yep. 
because the Ugh. brackets are drilled straight into the decking. So you're Nightmare. like, yeah, yeah. And, Nightmare. and, you know, you have to, a lot of people, we learned this from Crystal, is a lot of people don't even get the extra rider on their insurance for Yeah. So yeah, like I when didn't that, know that. When China Spring got that big old, like, hailstorm hail that broke everything in the vicinity. Yes. Most of those people, their solar panels were not being covered. Right. Which was crazy. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, solar panels. That's a yeah, insurance could be a whole other conversation, too. But yeah, it's. You're so, not going to buy or sell for free. No. You're just, it, you're not. No. No, I have, I have luxury buyers and I have, like, Joe Schmo buyers that are just like me that when I get into the market, it's going to be, I'm going to be doing the same thing. I'm going to be getting that deep clean. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be getting the carpets yep. done. I'm going to be power washing my house. I'm going to be doing the same things that you're doing because that's what you do to get your house ready. I have a lot of investors, and I still make all, most of my yeah. investors do that if they haven't already. I have one that's very, very good at it. We just sold one in East Waco. You walked into it, and it was beautiful. Spotless. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't need me to do tell him to do anything. That's I saw nice. a couple things. I was like, hey, I don't like that. I would like you to fix it. No problem. will be done tomorrow. Okay, thanks. You know, so, but that costs money, and that's money out of his pocket. He's like, I'm like, you're not getting a return on those things. Yeah. You know, he... He's flipping a house right now, and he's like, I'm going to put new windows in. And I'm like, okay, why? He's like, because I cut, I got rid of this window over here, and I got rid of this window over here, and it needs new windows. I'm like, cool. I can't give you a lot of value for those. Like, yeah, they're brand new, and you added some new windows, and now your they mother-in-law nice house has a, a window. But, like, high five. There's a window. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's hard for them to realize, too, because that's a huge hit on their budget right. for their reno. And they filled in a sunken living room with concrete when they mm-hmm. did foundation work. So now it's not a sunken living room anymore, which is cool. That's a huge cost. That was like $20,000 for their foundation and the fill-in of the sunken living room. But it doesn't necessarily take away from pricing if it does have a sunken living room. Yeah, so. exactly. They just didn't like it because yeah. it was like the neighborhood. But that house also is one that's going to be, when it's listed, like – I can't use comps for it. Right. Because it's so big. It's mm-hmm. too big for that neighborhood. So you got to so look. so many things. Yeah. And so for the cost of sellers, like for them, like they've got it. They got a budget sheet, you know, a spreadsheet I send to my investors. Like here's here's what the it looks like. Here's what we're quoting. Here's what your actual so you can see what you're profiting. But like even non-investors, still a lot of money you got to put out. Mm-hmm. Like when I sold my house, I sold mine in 2020 during COVID. And I spent a lot of money getting my house ready. Like scrubbing, I like painted a little bit. Like I didn't do a lot because my house was on the lower scale and it was COVID. So things were flying off the market. Now I have clients that I'm like, okay, we need to do all these things. You need right. to do all of the things. You need to do all of the things. You don't just get to do half of the things anymore. Do all of the things. And you'll see a better return return on it. But are you going to see the value of the re- the money in the return? No, you're going to see the value. Like right. you're going to see the, the people coming in the door, the marketability, like Kate said, like, but the costs for sellers just vary so much. Mm-hmm. Depends on what title company you use. Depends on who's paying commission. Mm-hmm. You know, how much commission is being paid, not who's paying it. But I guess, yeah, who's paying it? Because there could be a world where it does flip to where it is a buyer cost right. and a sell, you know, it's paid by both parties. You know, and then you've got your repairs. Those, you got to take into account the repairs that are asked for, the unknowns that you don't know about. Right. You know, say well, you've got a septic. That, and, and even in that not world, we still have, in, in Texas at least, if anyone's listening outside the state, I can't comment on this, but in the buyer's representation agreement, we put in there yeah. that it's up to three, like up to three, six. There's a section in the buyer's rep that says that if, 
that the buyer can be responsible for our commission and we can put a, a percentage in there. Yeah. And so say the MLS is saying that they're only going to pay me 2%. I can go back and tell the lender, you need to put 1% commission in there. Yep. Um, veterans, it doesn't apply because veterans can't pay, pay commission. But in general, I could go back and say, hey, you need to pay me the remainder of my commission. So, I mean, buyers need to be aware of when they're signing a buyer's rep. If your real estate agent is not going through all of the ins and outs of that and making you understand what's in there, there's a part in there where you're responsible. You could be responsible for commission. And I will say I've never worked with an agent that if they're getting two and a half percent is required that other half a percent. I've never done it either. I've never, and I've never talked to an agent that has. Mm. I have talked to some um, bigger city agents where they're only offering 1%, and it's usually a builder, is offering 1% to the buyer's agent, and they do require an additional percent or 2% from their buyer. Um, Interesting. For the work that they put in. And so I, you know, just know that, know that, I mean, that world could be coming in general, but it's going to be very interesting when that goes to Supreme Court. But um, I think in general, it's just really interesting that a lot of people don't know that. And that yeah. I can't speak for every state, but right. I do know that that is in, that that is, is yeah. in Texas. I Which do. is why I also tell people, like, do not call a lender, realtor, or anybody the last minute. Um, if you're thinking about selling or buying in the next six months to even a year, Mm-hmm. Maybe you won't have full in-depth conversations, but you can start having those little conversations Mm -hmm. because maybe you do need to repaint your whole house and maybe it is going to cost a pretty chunk. And so wouldn't it be nice to know that? Yeah. So you can be working on those things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't ever think it's a bad idea. I don't, I never tell anybody you're calling me too soon. Yeah. No. Never. I'm, I'm a game planner. Like you want to call me a year out? Cool. Yeah. Yes. I do know that. Six months from now, something could change. Yeah. Because life changes, you yeah. know, but I'm not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. And, well, and, and I mean, if people, if sellers call me like, I, you know, I just had a seller, we were sitting at a coffee shop. Jen and I were sitting at a coffee shop and they're like, we're not going to be able to leave. Like, we're not moving until June. I'm like, cool. Let me send you my photo ready checklist and like, let's get started on some yeah. of this. Yeah. Stuff. And like get, especially as sellers, like if you've done any re, like reno work, like get all your receipts together. Like I need to make an appraisal packet. Like yeah. let's get all your receipts together. Let's see right. what it costs. It's so let's much make, easier. Like just being prepared is the name of the game. Yes. Yep. And with every bit of it. And it's, if you're not prepared and you don't have a game plan, then, and you have failed to prepare, you're going to be so disappointed and the process isn't going to feel good. Yeah. Right. And you need the process to feel good because it's going to, it will tarnish you for the rest of your home buying and selling yeah. process if that's not the case. Right. Yeah. And then I always, I always tell everyone knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. So like, if you know something is wrong, fix it. Right. Like, and that goes back to being transparent. Yeah. It's, it's Talk a transparent about world. these things. Yeah. Yeah. If you are getting it, if you just got a new job and you know that you're going to, like, I have a client that Christina's working with right now that literally they're waiting on his new pay um, schedule to go into effect to see what they could qualify right. for. You know, because he is on an odd pay schedule. He does have extra things. And so it's one of those we're just working through it. Right. And to make okay. it make sense. And at the end of the day, it might not make sense. Right. And they're perfectly happy in their home. Would they like a bigger home? Yeah, who doesn't? But they're okay. They just, he's like, I want to know. And we started this process, what, last year? Yeah, and that's fine. Some people talk about it for three years, and yeah. mm-hmm. that's fine. It's the biggest investment of your life. Why would you not talk about right. it early? I mean, yeah. while you might have an 800 credit score, maybe 
there's something in your income that we need to get fixed or we, like there's so many moving yeah. parts yeah buying and selling and you need to be able to talk to the person that is your person yeah, yeah. and you need to figure out whose money honey yeah. yeah how much if you have any questions are we done yeah i should sorry you'll have to cut that if you have any questions about costs um, and you want some answers, you can always reach out to us via email, um, realestatemisfitmoms at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you and answer any questions we can. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks. This has been Real Estate Misfit Moms. Don't forget to follow us on socials at Real Estate Misfit Moms and bookmark our podcast so you never miss an episode. Remember, miss, you fit in here. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.